You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, here with your break. From all the high-resource file propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. I'm Jamie Arrington. Joining me, as always, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Uh, so shaping up to be a good show. Had a little had a little rain delay tonight, so our little five-year-old baseball game got got rained out. But it's a good thing, because now I can make, uh, make it on time for this thing. We have a very special guest with us. I'm glad that all worked out. And the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Lott. What's going on, boys? Tim, you thought I was lying. Uh, I'm just going to drink whiskey and talk smack the whole episode. So, so we do have a we do have a guest joining us tonight. I'm going to let Jason bring him up. Jason, tell us about our guest tonight. So, uh, hailing from Jupiter, Florida, he played at USM from 2013 to 2016. Um, started pretty much right off the bat uh, as soon as he got to Southern Miss. Uh, he was drafted by the New York Yankees in the ninth round, pick number 278, I think, overall. All-Conference USA twice. Um, a leader, a hustler, uh, one of my favorite players, Mr. Tim Lynch. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. So, Absolutely. Tim, are you going to do like uh, you did after that one game and, and shotgun a beer here? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a Monday. I got to I gotta take it easy Monday, Monday through Friday, try to uh, keep the pounds off. And that's, that's uh, I guess, the number one way to put them on. So as, as, as little during the week of that as I can do, the better. So uh, I would like to recommend uh, bourbon that's low calorie. <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, doesn't pack the weight on like beer. That's kind of typically how I roll. Um, I have the, the champagne of beers, uh, along with um, a little Glen Carey, Glen Karen, Glen Carey glass. Glen Karen, you were right, yeah. Glen Karen glass. Um, that's what takes me through the show. Um, so, originally from Jupiter, are you back in Jupiter now? Yep, yep. My okay. wife and I are here now. I guess been here for three years, so we're we're back in Jupiter. Hmm. Having having a good time as, as much as we can. I don't know. We'll see what Danny does when he's finished playing. I know he loves it up there just like I did. So, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, you mentioned Danny, and, and you know, I always, whenever we interview players, I always kind of wonder, um, you know, how'd you get to Southern Miss? Especially the guys that come from a long way away, uh, Jupiter, Florida. That's not just right down the road. Um, so, talk about, you know, how you ended up at Southern Miss. Uh, so I played on a summer league team. And Coach Kaye at the time was the assistant coach mm-hmm. with Southern Miss, and uh, he was good friends with my summer team's head coach. And my actually my high school's coach was Frank Torrey, who's a nephew of Joe Torrey, and he played at UNO. And so he had nothing but good things to say about Southern Miss. And Coach Kaye saw him play a couple times, went up there, uh, saw the campus, and you know that was that was it. We don't really. I'm sure you guys have seen that. You know, it's uh, how how much different college baseball is and you know the south whereas down here we don't really even though we are technically the south it's not 
you know, that same atmosphere and, and I guess, uh, production, if you will. So it was, it was an easy sell. Sure thing. Um, and, uh, you know, and so, so your, your brother's here now, I, I, it makes me wonder like how in the world your parents, uh, <laughs> just, I mean, that's, that's a well-worn path from Jupiter, Florida to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And I see your mom like at every single game. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know how she does it. Uh, her and, uh, and, and Momo Montenegro, um, just hats off parents of the year right there. huh? Yeah. They, I mean, I, I think now, you know, they have so many friends up there. You know, people that they've even met through the roost or through the dugout club. And so, you know, they, my mom, a lot of the time doesn't even know, I'm sure Danny's buff or, you know, the game's even going on. She's, you know, got all her friends she's talking to catching up with. So <laughs> yeah, they, they love it. They love it. You know, we've had quite a few like bands of brothers come through, you know, Southern Miss baseball. You think of, I think back to like, I think both Logan's were here, you know, the Montenegro's obviously the Sandlands, um, but you, uh, Ewings, the Ewings. Yeah. But you two, you and Danny with Danny this year, right? Yeah. Danny this year, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you got, you, you two just had a swagger about you. Is that something that's kind of inherent to the, to the Lynch family? Uh, uh I don't know about that. We, uh, I, everyone says our mannerisms and stuff are the same. I guess, you know, I see some of it on the field, um, but, hey, you know, I guess just growing up, there's always, you know, competition and, our, you know, same type of stuff. So I guess we grow up in the same type of environment. And, you know, it's easy to, you know, act like your brothers, I, I suppose. So. Well, I, if there's any more Montenegros in Guatemala or any more lynches in <laughs> Jupiter, Florida, just send them on to Hattiesburg. We'll we'll take them all. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. Who knows? Who knows in the future? So you and your brother, like we said, you kind of both started just as, as soon as you stepped on campus, which is not the easiest thing in the world to do, right? Um, but both of you guys just walked in just uh, without missing a beat there. I mean, I guess talk about – I mean, there's got to be some sort of adjustment from high school to D1, I would think, um, but not in the Lynch's case. Uh, no, I mean, there there is. Um, I I think – uh, so, so it's kind of funny. I, I, right out of the gates, almost, it was a little easier than, you know, as, as weeks progress and, you know, there starts to become a little bit of a scouting report. Cause, you know, you, you show up, you're a freshman, you're hitting lower in the lineup and it's easy for teams to feed you fastballs and, and, you know, a couple weeks in, month in the season or so, and they start figuring out, you know, pitches you hit well, especially, you know, it's even worse nowadays. Everyone I feel like has, you know, the track man and there's all the, you know, it's, there's so much more information than there was when just a few, you know, I guess not a few years ago, I guess we're about nine years ago from when I was starting out. Um, there's so much more information being shared. And so, um, yeah, I feel that it was, it's more of the consistency of the day in day out, you know, playing three, four, five times a week in some cases, um, being able to maintain that level of play. And, you know, I know I, I did not do that. I, I think I was hitting really well in the beginning and then really <laughs> fell off a cliff. Um, so, no, I think, you know, you, you, you play in inner squads. You want to play. You want to contribute, help the team win. And uh, it's, it's, it's more about being able to be consistent throughout the year is, is what I think the, the toughest part was. You know, I was talking about the, the Lynch swagger. 
and just pulled up your, your Twitter profile. And this is a tweet from two days ago. His verified <laughs> yes. Twitter profile. His verified Twitter profile two days ago. It is a picture of what appears to be uh, Mississippi Starkville and Mississippi Oxford <laughs> playing each other in baseball. And Tim says, two unranked teams on ESPN2. I thought the Papa John's Bowl was in December. It's just <laughs> it's the buffest swag. I mean, yeah, we, that's uh, the bat off. flip trot around the bases yeah. you love to see. <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah, we got off the boat, and I probably had a, a cocktail or two in me. And I, I, that was the first thing when I flipped on the TV that was already on. So I, I figured to try and uh, – poke the bear if you will while uh while you know those two teams are scuffling a little bit um it's it's always it's it's always enjoyable to see <laughs> jamie mentioned a bat flip right there uh your brother had like one of the most famous bat flips uh last year um uh, against uh against louisiana lafayette um what about your bat flipping uh your bat flipping days you have any memorable bat flips in you Ah. <laughs> uh. You know, I hit them. I hit them that they just barely went over the fence. So most of the time, they weren't. Uh, I didn't really have that luxury. I can remember one at UTSA. Um, I, you know, the ball flies pretty good out there, and we kind of were getting the crap beat out of us the first two games. And uh, had a, had a, we won on Sunday. I had a hit one pretty well, and there again, you know, you hit it, you know, it's gone for sure. And I don't think there was ever video of it though. You know, their their facility out there isn't. Or at least at the time, you know, they no. didn't have the, no, you know, the ESPN Plus that we had that we're fortunate to have every game on these days. So, but yeah, I don't think there was a, there was a video of that. No, UTSA Stadium is not any better. They still have Juan <laughs> Cox sitting out in the bleachers, uh, yeah. broadcasting the games. Yeah, we were down at FIU. I guess what was that two weeks ago? And John and Jack there, they were under under a little tent up in the bleachers. So. <laughs> Well, and I I thought about that because I I listened to the games that weekend. If I refuse to watch Conference USA TV, so if they're on ESPN Plus, I'll I'll watch. I live in North Carolina, by the way, Tim. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know that we told you that. I, I lived in Hattiesburg forever after school, but wife and I moved up here about five years ago. So what part? Um, uh, I'm in the Raleigh area, Apex, oh, okay. uh, Southwest awesome. suburb. Yeah, yeah, awesome. we love it. But so I, I big swinger watch. community. <laughs> there you uh, go. Um, <laughs> Most of my neighbors are elderly, so if that's what you're into, um, uh, let me be my guest. Yeah, <laughs> look, out for, uh, look out for the pineapples, Brad. <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, that's news to me. I'll I'll have to go around looking for pineapples now. But uh, yeah, that made me forget what I was talking about. Who the hell knows? <laughs> um, hey, Tim, talk a little bit about uh about your time and and after you got drafted. Uh, I mean, so the Yankees, that's kind of a big deal, right? Um, yeah, no, pretty was, high draft pick, top ten rounds, and you know your your new life is starting. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. Um, every year at the end of the season, we kind of did a an end of the year trip, you know, to Destin to uh, to kind of I guess long season re re uh, reset a little bit and have you know have a good time. And during that process, we were actually the day of the draft, we were out on Crab Island. And uh, I had my phone plugged up to the speaker on the. We rented a pontoon boat and we went out there. And so I remember I, it was probably nine in the morning, and I had a couple teams calling me saying, "Hey, you know, make sure you buy your phone. We're going to be giving you a call today." And I was kind of like, you know, okay, I'll be, you know, as much as I, can, you know, 
I'll be by my phone. And so, um, you know, sure enough, as we were, we were pulling the boat in that day, it was towards the end of the day and got the call and it was, you know, my dad grew up a huge Yankee fan. It was, you know, as you know, as, as cool a feeling as, as it gets, as far as baseball goes. And, um, you know, as, as cool as it is when it first happens, then, you know, you get sent off to the rookie ball and it's like, you know, this, you know, it's, it's not, a, you know, you're not exactly in Yankee, you know, it's not like you're going right to Yankee stadium. So, sure. uh, so, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, reality kind of sets in there where it's like, okay, I'm here. There's, you know, a hundred other guys here with me. So it's, uh, it's a short lived almost, if you will, uh, excitement of getting drafted but then it's you realize you know it's time to start getting to work here but it was you know in spring training you know you see you know reggie jackson was always around bernie williams right. you know these guys are all around you know willing to give you advice and, and help you with anything uh, my one of my you know favorite coaches that i ever played for was jay bell who <laughs> you know was a gold glover in the big leagues um he you know, I think it was the oh one World Series, and Luis Gonzalez had that base hit. He scored the game winning run of that one, and he, you know, he, he, uh, you know, had, would would do would give you the shirt off his back. So, uh, it's the coolest part about the whole thing was just meeting different people, you know, from all aspects, all different journeys, and it, uh, you know, the prestige of the Yankees was definitely cool. Um, but you know, that's for me, that was the coolest part is, is meeting the different people and and even people I grew up watching play. You know, like guys would re you know matt holiday i played with him for a couple couple weeks when he was rehabbing uh you know stuff like that is is what i take is like man that was that's pretty cool yeah very very cool um and you, you mentioned a, a famous play right there uh in the world series and i want to take you back to college for just a second because I, if unless i'm just mistaken you were involved in maybe the most famous play in southern miss history the double relay Mm-hmm. Uh, were you the end of that relay? Yeah, I, well, okay. I guess Chucky, Chucky technically. Well, I mean, was, but you were the but last, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> last throw. Yeah, I, um, so when, right when the ball got hit, mm-hmm. we were up by two, and they had a runner on first, and I, you know, you it didn't get to the walls. You know, Jake Sandlin cut it off before it got to the wall, but I, you still knew they were going to try and send them. You know, we got Nick Sandlin on the mound, who's awesome. What are the odds they're going to put, you know, get another hit? So we knew they were going to send them. Uh, I, I, you know, they always say in, in little league, right. When, when chaos is going on, the kids just run to the center of the field. Mm-hmm. That's the old saying. I got caught up doing that. I should have been covering second, um, you know, trailing the runner, but for whatever reason, I kind of hung, I just chaos is going on. <laughs> I migrated to the middle of the field and I kind of saw the ball come in and where I was standing, I could tell I was like, Oh, this isn't right. You know, like the ball was going to, I guess, build, be a little off, off center of home, you know, a little offline. Cause technically you don't want to have a double relay there. It's not, you know, a long enough throw to where that happened. But, and if you technically, if I were to cut that ball there, you usually don't have a play at the plate because there's so many, um, you know, you, it's just inefficient to stop and throw again. Mm-hmm. But knowing they were going to send the runner, no matter what, I knew I had time. I think the guys gave me a hard time because we just got that pitch clock installed, you know, the radar gun. 
And I think if you go back, you can see, I think I threw the ball home because I knew I had some time. I threw it home like 45 miles an hour or something like that. It was like they, they, it caught it caught on the radar gun, and they all gave me a hard time about that. But, no, that was that was awesome. And then, you know, going into the roost was, was a blast. And, you know, that's, you know, obviously probably the best memory I have of actually playing in a game at Southern Miss. You know, it was it was incredible. You know, this week is it could be a huge week in, in, in Southern Miss baseball history as Scott Perry, if, if all goes according to plan, will be the winningest coach in Southern Miss baseball history. What was it like playing for Coach Barry? You know, he's just the best. Uh, as far as, you know, college athletics, I think we see there's so much pressure on these coaches, not just to win, but to win immediately. You know, you look at all these programs and, and, and it started in football. Right. And then it trickled down to other sports. And, you know, if these coaches aren't winning right away, they're gone. And, um, you know, for, to have someone like Coach Barry, who not only wants to get the best out of you as a player and win games, at you know, and win championships and, and things of that nature. He cares so much about developing, developing you as a person. And I think. It's very unique when you have an industry that is solely based on winning, you know, but he still team GPA, you know, as important to him as anything, Um, you know, not not having a Southern Miss kid in the paper for, you know, a a drug bust or, you know, things that, you know, just things like that and character is is what's so awesome about him going to be the, you know, leading Southern Miss most wins of all time. To have someone who cares so much more about more, so much more than winning, but he also has that much success. It's you know, it's I'm super happy for him. You know, he he deserves every bit of it. He's an awesome guy, a great coach, and you know, it, he uh, he's not he's not as uh, as 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 mean as sometimes he looks standing over in that third base coaching box <laughs> when he's getting some umpires. He's you know, he's a great guy, but. You know, I think so many lessons just about baseball and life that he, he teaches you. And, um, you know, he's he, he's great. And he and he, you know, he he doesn't tolerate any uh, any softness, if you will. You know, he uh, he's not going to tolerate any any babying. And, and that's, you know, he, he challenges you. And that's, you know, he's the, the success speaks for itself. You know, I mean, the, the, the guy just, you know, he knows he knows how to win. And, and that's that's what he's been able to do. And. It's, you know, I'm really happy for him. Awesome guy. You know, the thing for me with, with uh, Coach Barry, um, just from an outsider, is, um, you know, he's he's kind of, he's silent, right, until he needs to not be silent anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that specifically with this year's team, our guys uh, just – they never look panicked out mm-hmm. there or rushed or anything. Even you, you go back to that relay that you guys were talking about. It looked like you had practiced it a thousand times. Um, I was kind of the same way. Uh, I'm glad that you were in the middle of the field for just, just, um, you don't know why you were there. Kind of like when Jeter did <laughs> that. Luck, flip. I guess you will. Yes. Well, you remember the play when Jeter kind of shoveled yeah. it? Yeah. What was he doing there? I don't know, but he was there. And, mm-hmm. um, well, I don't but, know what but, they call it when Jeter does it, but when it happens in Hattiesburg, it's called <laughs> P. Taylor Park Magic. So yep, that's that's why you were where you needed to be. Yep. Yeah, it's very true. But no, this team really they 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 um you know they 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 stay in the middle of the ring like Coach is always talking about. And um, I was wondering, I mean, just going back to them, but but also to now. I mean, this team is just on fire, right? Uh, I mean, have, have you been able to watch a lot of the games? Oh yeah, I mean I. 
Uh, I try to watch as many as I can. You know, I, I usually am able to watch, I would say, at least half, if not more than half of them. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that ESPN Plus is great. I do wish we had John and Jack on the call. That's, you know, no no, no slight. The ESPN Plus crew is great, but, uh, you know, I, 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 love, I love John and Jack. They're, you know, they're just uh, personal friends, I guess, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, so it's, you know, I, I, uh, I do, I, you know, I do both. I, I like it both, but, uh, just a little playing favorites, but no, um, you know, I think this year's team, you have so many, you know, these guys have all played together for such a long time and they've played in big games. They know. I, so the toughest thing, my, my junior senior, so my junior year, we, that was the year we missed the tournament 2015. We RPI was, I think like 45, you know, 40, you know, 44, 45, 46. Um, so we kind of were one of the, one of the last, you know, what did they call that first out first four mm-hmm. out? Um, and, you know, I, I think we, we didn't understand, we understood it, but it was kind of, you want to win your series, weekend series, you know, you want to play, you know, win as many games, but you, we didn't realize the, what it took almost, you know, like you can't, these midweek games, you've got to be good at midweek games. You know, we don't have the luxury of, you know, playing a, an, an ACC or SEC schedule that is going to, no matter what, have your RPI where it needs to be. Um, you know, so a week that we may went three and one, but we had, we lost to a team that their RPI might've been 180 or 200, you know, that, that's not good enough. And so I think that kind of switched my senior year. We had, you know, a, a bunch of guys who had played a lot, you know, you had Dylan, Chucky, me, Nick Dawson, um, you know, uh, and then we had obviously Samlin came in uh, to play, you know, he was a senior, his brother, uh, Jake, Jake, we right. obviously had Nick too, but um, you know, we just had a lot of, Chase Scott, you know, we had a lot of, and we had Braley there and, and Kirk, but they were a little younger, I guess. But it just, um, you know, we, we understood that you have to, and it's not just winning a week or, you know, having a good couple of weeks. It's every single game is super important. And I think this team understands that, um, you know, and, and even when they get down, they know that their pitching is going to keep them in the game. You know, even if, you know, I think what was it uh, last week we played New Orleans and we got down, but you know, the, that we let up, we went like six straight innings without giving up a run or something. Right. And that's just such a, you know, when you can, and obviously Coach Oz doing a great job, when you can just hold the line like that and give your offense a chance to get back in a game, I mean, it's, they they have a lot, just the veteran leadership they have and, and the composure they keep, you know, obviously it trickles down from Coach Barry, but, you know, it's, it's very special to have a group that's played that much together but to have a bunch of guys who are extremely team oriented and extremely composed at all times is you know it's it's not you know it's not always going to be a tuesday night against you know new orleans or southeast you know when you're getting in term ncaa tournament play you know if, if you if you let the moment get too big it can definitely get too big um so that's this i think this is going to be a really a really special year sure thing who was, who was your, your dog favorite? Favorite? Oh, your dog loved that right there, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> we've got uh, we've got two Dobermans, so they're they're uh, they're in the other room right now. Someone just oh, yeah, someone honked their car at the house next door, so they're <laughs> letting them know we're here. What are their names? Are, oh man, uh, so this is a USM a, podcast, so if you need to lie and say like I, you know, Favre and Spoon. <laughs> They're actually, it's actually, it's funny, it's actually Des and Romo, but we're not Cowboys fans whatsoever. Um, my, I was playing fantasy football when my wife got our first dog, 
had Des Bryant. I was like, oh, wow, you know, Des Bryant scored a touchdown. That's great. And she was like, oh, wow, I love that name. I'm going to name my dog that. And then sure enough, I think I said like the next year, I was like, oh, Des just hasn't been the same without Romo throwing the ball to him. And she was like, oh, my God, that's like the craziest thing. Let's let's uh, name our dogs that. And so that's how that happened because we're, we're, we're huge Dolphins fans. So I always get I that question. It- I thought it was going to be that they're sisters and they were a couple of bitches. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm not a Cowboys fan at all. Ooh. You know, don't like them at all. But that's what my dogs are named. So it is what it is. What's what's one thing about Danny that people don't know? Uh, that's a great question. Oh, man. The one thing about Danny that everybody doesn't know. <laughs> I mean, he, well, that's a boring one. He's a huge hockey fan. Um, oh, cool. I think people oh, probably goodness. know that. Yeah, I'm we're never going to hear the end of it from Reagan now. Yeah, we're, hu- we're huge hockey fans, both of us are. Actually, the Florida Panthers are the one seed this year, and they're, they haven't won a playoff series pretty much since he's been alive, at least. I think I was in diapers when they did, so we're excited this year. But, yeah. I know without with for fear of getting in too much trouble, I would say that's uh, yeah, that's a boring one. I'll, I'll 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 think on that and get back to you by the end. Of Did the you show. and Danny ever play on the same team? Is is that possible? He was way younger. No, yeah, uh, he uh, so he when I was a senior, so he is twenty two. I'm twenty nine. Yeah, there was a seven year. There's a seven year difference there, right. pretty much. So six six seven years. So we never we never got to play together. That would have been a lot of fun. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of fun. But what does your family call him? Danny. No one's ever called him DJ in our family. Uh, so uh, <laughs> okay, you saw exactly where I was going with it. Yeah, where no, the, yeah. DJ, the DJ experiment come from last year? I, you know, I don't know. I, you probably have to ask him. I, th- I actually think he was. I think it actually. He told me something with Coach Barry called him DJ a couple times, and maybe inner squads, and he maybe hit a home run or did, you know, hit well. And maybe that's how it stuck. Um, but yeah, I actually do think he told me it was something along those lines, but well, I'm not exactly hundred percent sure, I guess. Well, at least it wasn't tuna. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Uh, Coach Barry, he, he can, he can, uh, he's had some good nicknames for people. He might, he originally called me Pooh Bear when I was a freshman. So <laughs> that, uh, not exactly a complimentary of my figure, but uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel every bit of that, every pound <laughs> of it. I'm a poo bear at heart. Yeah. But so uh, I, I, we won't dwell on your brother all night. But uh, one more Danny-related question: uh, What's the tougher position to play, first base or third base? Hmm. I would say third. I played both of them at Southern Miss. I played third for a little bit my sophomore year, and I would say definitely third. I, I think I made a lot more errors. You don't handle the ball quite as much, but uh, it's uh, it's it's definitely a, a little, you know, you're you're not just catching the ball, you're catching and throwing the ball. So, uh, and there's you know there's a lot more responsibility with the bunt plays and and things like that. So I, I definitely I'll, I'll give him that. I think third. Hey, I want to ask you something real quick uh, related to that. Um, what are your feelings on the shift? Well, um, as a guy who was <laughs> pretty much a dead pull hitter, <laughs> I would, you know, so so it's it makes sense to me um, when you look at the analytics of it. You know, they do it for a reason. 
But when you look at how the game of baseball has developed, especially at the big league level, and even I see it now in watching, you know, Danny's, you know, the Southern Miss games, there's been, you know, there's not much, choke, you know, choke up with the ball in play because when you're playing the shift, you choke up with the ball in play, they're going to be standing, you know, a good chance where, you know, they know where you're going to hit the ball essentially. And so you choke up, put the ball in play. If you're just going to put the ball in play right to where they're standing, you know, it, it kind of uh, takes that away, which I think is a, a huge part of just playing baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, not, you know, this home run or strikeout is, is okay thing to me. I, you know, I guess I never, you know, I guess the same, you know, the analytics say that's, that's the way to do it. But to me, you know, I'd like to see more put the ball, you know, it takes the hit and run away. It takes a lot of the strategy away, the, you know, the, just right. overall, you know, moving a runner over or, you know, a sack fly, you know, just certain things that it, it takes away from the strategy and the essence of, of the game. So I, I personally wish that, you know, we'd get away from it, but, you know, I understand why they do it. I kind of feel the same way. And I always I also think that Mark Grace would have batted a thousand <laughs> by laying down a bunt, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's interesting because I, I remember thinking when teams the only team that really played the shift under in college was UAB and FAU and man I remember it would get so in my head of I'm gonna hit a ground ball short and then they're throwing me hard fastballs inside you know and I'm barely trying to <laughs> inside out a ball that I should you know and so it's 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 interesting how they do the the bunt definitely works I use it in pro ball a little bit. Um, but you know, after after so many, they they put a third baseman right there. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know. I, I I don't like how it takes away a lot of the strategy and the and the grittiness of an at bat and trying to you know shorten up, put the ball in play. Uh, that's the aspect of it I don't like. Yeah. Well, I say that, and and, and I'm I'm banging on it, and I'm right there with you. Uh, but you know, we do it all the time and we're ranked like number three in the country. So, uh, maybe, <laughs> yes. maybe, we've, yeah. maybe we've, maybe we're onto something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it definitely, you know, it, the numbers show it works. The numbers show it works. Well, um, let's talk about this year's, uh, about this year's team and, and recap. Do you want to go ahead and recap the rest of yeah, last let's week, Jamie? Yeah. Let's, let's go through last I week. Mean, I'm sure Tim's got a lot of thoughts on that too. Um, so baseball, um, we're kicking ass. Uh, Thirty-two and eight, sixteen and two in the conference, fourteen-game winning streak. It's incredible. I don't even feel like we've played our best baseball in the last two weeks and hadn't lost a game. So something's going good. Uh, ranked as high as number three in the country in in the polls uh, and won five of those games last week. Tim alluded to it a little bit, but we were at Tulane on April nineteenth. Won that game eleven to five. Uh, fairly close for a while. Southern Miss had a three-one lead through six. Um, and then four in the seventh, two in the eighth, two in the ninth, so an 11 and five victory. Etheridge started. Um, it's nice to see uh, a guy like Ben, who was the Friday guy, got bumped, hadn't said a word. He's done some middle relief, uh, and and now he's he's made a midweek start or two. Looked good. Went out there through 75 pitches, four innings, seven Ks. Um, Boyd Boyd credited with the win. Another guy. Who's had to kind of kind of swallow uh, swallow his pride a little bit maybe because he was the Sunday starter last year right, and now he's he's a spot up guy. Um, that's how deep the staff is. Um, Rhodes and Harper closed it out. Harper credited with the save. He went two and two thirds of five Ks. 
Offensively, Sutter Miss had 12 hits, producing 11 runs. Dickerson, three hits, two runs, two RBIs, continues to be on an absolute tear this year. Uh, Wilkes and Gabe Montenegro, two hits apiece, so it's nice to see uh, Gabe continuing to come out of that funk that he was in for quite a while. Um, but, Tim, what do you think about what Dickerson's doing this year? Yeah, I mean, he's having a heck of a year. Um, you know, uh, it's when you can have a guy like, especially, you know, you see how many lefties lineup has, um, when you can have a, a, a Dickerson in there who not only is tearing the cover off the ball, but he's a right-hander to kind of mix up all those left-handed bats. It's, it's huge. You know, it seems like, it seems like every time you watch him, he's hitting a double and then he, he's mm-hmm. doing something that's, that's sparking the team or he's getting a big two out hit. So, uh, you know, he, you know, he's, uh, and, and he's phenomenal defensively. So what he's been able to do this year, you know, it's, you could say he's a, as important of a piece as anybody in the reason the team's had so much success. Right. And this week, uh, if you listen to, if anybody listened to the, to the show last week, um, you know, we had this we had this big winning streak and we knew we had five games coming up. Um, and you know, that's, that's a, first of all, it's a lot of baseball to play. Um, and second of all, teams weren't bad, right? Two lanes was ranked round 25. You and those probably going to squeak in as a four seed, in the tournament, and then you got Rice coming to town, and we knew that Rice, uh, you know, is kind of terrible this year. But I still remember, and I think everybody still remember, still remembers when Rice just whooped ass for like two straight decades. So even though they show up, you know, it's probably like us in football right now. We show up, we're not very good right now, but I think people still remember um, how much ass Southern Miss used to kick. So we thought it was going to be tough, but we went down. We did Tulane, came back to the Pete, and then we had UNO. On Wednesday, the 28th, won this one 10 to 5. But I think you talked about it earlier. We trailed 3 to nothing after the first inning, and we trailed 5 to 3 through five innings. Um, then Southern Miss with three in the sixth, eighth to kind of put it away. Um, the Montenegro boys did some damage, knocking in five of the runs and scored four runs themselves. Peyto, McGillis, and Gabe all homered. I believe that was Gabe's first home run of the season. So he continues to stay hot. Peyto just continues to just be an absolute superstar. And McGillis is living up to that to the captain billing that he has. Um, Tyler Stewart started. He's seen better days, but it really doesn't matter. Because right after that, we had Matza, uh, Best, Gillentine, Storm, and Rogers all pitched. Gillentine came away with the win. Rogers with the save. Um, but, yeah, so I mentioned Peyto there. Let me get your, let me get your thoughts on on Peyto. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about this kid? I mean, he hits the crap out of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's he he can really hit the ball. I think he's is he a freshman? See, he's young. Yeah, right it's freshman, so weird right now because that COVID. Yeah, thing. that year. Yeah, uh, no, he. I mean, his. You know, when did when who got hurt? Right, and he had to. He went into so the leadoff slayed. spot. Yeah, so okay, okay, so Montenegro the, he, in the face. That's right. Yep, that's yeah, that's right. That's right. So, man, what he's been able to do is, you know, to have a guy just step in and totally, to really transform the offense to to what it's become the last, I don't know what month month this mm-hmm. you know the last month it's you know having a guy who can, what has he gotten eight nine homers to have that at the yeah. top of your lineup is. You know, it's what what a luxury you have, and big guy. You know, he's going to be a great player for for hopefully a couple more years here at Southern Miss. Sure, and and then you know when he moved to the leadoff spot, that put Gabe towards the bottom of the lineup, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's one yeah. three nine there. I mean, what do you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you do? 
Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, the, the more depth you can have, you know, to make one through, you know, one through nine being tough, it's, you know, a lot of teams, it's one through five, one through six, but, mm-hmm. you know, to, for one through nine to be as tough as, you know, they can be is something special. Sure thing. So then we come up to uh, the, the weekend series. We had Rice, uh, game one, uh, won that game one to nothing, two hours and 10 minutes. I barely even got in, like my third beer, I think, and the game was over. Um, Tanner Hall, if you need him, you know, eight innings pitched, three hits, one walk, 13 Ks and 103 pitches. He's just a machine. Landon Harper, Landon Harper with the save, one inning pitch and two Ks. Um, and just kind of spoiling the effort by Rice's guy, Chandler Cooper. He falls to one and seven on the season, but look great, right? Seven <laughs> innings pitch, one run with a loss. Uh, tough, t- tough to take. Um, Dickerson with another two hits. It was a good game, quick game. Hall just efficient all day long. Um, great plays in the field all day from us and Rice. It was just a high class baseball game, I thought, and um, and one that I like to watch. And uh, Tanner Hall's 13 Ks uh, ties a career high. He also struck out 13 against Mississippi State earlier this season. Um, Southern Miss. Well, you know the only run came from came after Dick, uh, Dickerson came up and doubled, went to third on a ground out, and Sarge knocked him in. But that's all we needed. So. We've kind of proved that we can come back in the middle of games when we're down. I mentioned earlier how we don't ever seem to be panicked, but if we if we can also win that one to nothing game. So Rice is not very good this year, but it's good to it's good to see that with a team a sub 200 RPI team like you were talking about earlier, um, we needed Tanner to go out and absolutely deal, and he dealt. So that's really cool. You know, I was kind of – with that game, I was sitting there thinking like, okay, is this – is Rice going back to being Rice again? You know, it was like I didn't Me expect too. them to play as strong as they did. In Those middle game. guys the, – the, the middle guys made two of the best plays I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm like, how the hell does this team won 11 games all year? I don't get it. That um, short stuff's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing too is, you know, you – regardless of how they're playing, you know, Rice is a, a, a top – historical school they get good recruits they have good players on the team they haven't quite put it together but you know that's the danger of those teams is they do have good players and they catch you on their you know it's it's bait you guys know it's baseball it's so tough mm-hmm. to you know the ball can bounce not bounce your way bounce your way and it's uh it's five five games in a week you know it doesn't have to be pretty if you can get all five of those that's a heck of a week sure and you know also we ended up sweeping the series before we get to the rest of them but um so we swept them the very first time we played Rice. I think Rice didn't lose conference USA game for two or maybe three seasons when they first got into the league and went to the World Series like four times in a row. So obviously, if they didn't lose a game, they swept us the very first time we played. And now the very last time that we played in a series, we swept them. So it's a nice little bookend for that, <laughs> in my opinion. That's right. Um, That's right. So game two, won that game six to three. Riggins started, uh, didn't look good, looked flustered with the umpire, honestly. Uh, couldn't get it done. The umpire wasn't given that low st- kind of threw it high one getting that strike and then he's trying to be pinpoint through a couple wild pitches which is absolutely what riggins does not do um just didn't have it uh Rhodes came on in relief and he dealt three innings pitch six k's nothing else boyd and rogers closed it out rogers throwing missiles uh he had 97 on the radar gun that's a lefty doing that which is incredible uh, reminds me of ryan ock last year rogers with his third save uh boyd looked great too McGillis and Black both went yard. Um, McGillis made an exceptional defensive play, uh, well, really all weekend long, um, and went three for four on the day with a bomb. 
Southern Miss was down uh, three to one, then scored five runs in the fifth inning. And, and th- this actually equals Southern Miss's best 39 game start in program history. Um, Charlie Fisher was back in the lineup, hit a double that, that one big inning. And, um, but, but yeah, Black with a big blow, man, a three run bomb in the fifth. If you guys watched that, it was a no doubter. It's good to see Black back in action. And we're calling Black, uh, we're talking about Blake Johnson. But Southern Miss's Twitter messed up one time. They put Black Johnson, so <laughs> just can't call him anything else. Uh, but but no, it was, it's nice to see Black getting back in there. And and again, <laughs> nice to see when you have a guy that can put it on cruise control like Riggins can do all the time. When that doesn't happen, we can still win that ball game. Yeah, I'm still hung up on uh, Blake's nickname, Black Johnson. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a that's a good one. <laughs> A lot better than him in the showers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a party. Um, so game three, we'll get this knocked out real quick. Uh, this one was was well, this this one did not go like the other ones. It, 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 it was over quickly. Um, won it handily, twelve to two, in just seven innings. And actually, we were talking about the ESPN three crew earlier. Uh, we, we took food to bake and rest some. In the first two days, <laughs> took him some Boston butt, and then uh, Coop took him some of his chicken. And so I think Shane, I think Shane texted me and said, "Hey, did you forget about Baker?" And I was like, "No, we hadn't." So I was taking some chicken wings up there, and I'm about 50 feet away from the roof spot down there at the end by the horns. Uh, I'm almost like Mr. Rick's spot, and. They say ball game. <laughs> I was like, it's the seventh inning. Uh, so the slam, you know, is, is what did it. Um, it, it but it, it was good. Uh, Waldrop looked awesome. Uh, Waldrop throws the ball 1,000. Super fun <laughs> to watch. Uh, reminds me of a, like a, a Nolan Ryan Jr. out there. Bounce back start because last uh, time out, I want to say he threw like one and two-thirds of an inning. Looked horrible. Um, but he went seven innings pitched, uh, five hits, two runs, three walks, 12 Ks. Um, no other pitchers were needed, obviously, because uh, we, he threw seven innings, and that's all that we that we played. Um, Carson Peto hit that walk-off slam. Uh, the place went absolutely berserk again. It was a great day at the Pete. That made 14 in a row. Now have a four-game lead over uh, La Tech in conference play. Peto with three hits. Dickerson, Ewing, Sarge, Lynch, all with two hits apiece. Um, it was an ass-whooping, and it was a nice way to end the week. Yeah, so I'm sitting there watching on ESPN Plus, and I, my wife was out of town for work. Strategically timed my two, uh, my three-year-old's nap to kind of coincide with me being able to watch the last half of the baseball game. I kept her up for a little while longer, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching the game. And the previous two days, uh, Baker and Russell had, had talked about the food that you guys sent up to them. It's about the sixth inning, and they're like, well, I guess they forgot about us today. We're not going to get any food. So I, I just text Bump. I was like, hey, man, they're bitching on TV that you haven't fed them today. You should probably go take them some food. He still got some. He, Baker uh, has made a habit after the games of walking out to the roost and um, hanging out for you know a beer or so. And uh, him and Russell came out, and they got their chicken wings. They just, they just didn't get them on the air, so I didn't get my third shout-out. Well, I guess I did get the third shout-out. This wasn't a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the shout out was, we're starving to death. Where's our food? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. 
But no, man, baseball's rolling. It's a good time to be an Eagle, for sure. I find myself uh, going along the streets of South Mississippi every day, getting way more to the tops and uh, seeing a lot more people wearing USM gear. It's awesome. It's cool. You know, we caught some flack last week for how we started the show, and it's one of those things (laughs) where, you know, winning streaks eventually come to an end. And... um. You think what's well, baseball? You know, at some point you're going to slip up, but it seems like, and we really haven't played great baseball the past few weeks. I mean, we we've had some stretches like we did on Sunday where, you know, you come out there and, and and hit them with the run rule, but we've been more clutch than great. And um, so you 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 think at some point it's going to come to an end, but you start looking at things now, and yeah, it, it probably will, the streak will come to an end at some point. That's that's just baseball. But after the game this week on Tuesday, I believe the rest of our teams, the rest of the teams we play, are are uh, you know higher RPI teams, so top top hundred RPI teams. So sure, just playing in the game isn't going to give you a drop like it gave us <laughs> this weekend. Um, but the team continues to thrive, and the polls came out this week. Southern Miss D1 baseball has us fourth. Perfect game has us third. Uh, the coaches poll uh, for with USA Today has us fourth. NCBWA has us fourth. Baseball America sixth. And uh, bringing up the rear once again, Collegiate Baseball has us eighth. RPR is sitting right now at twelve. So uh, you've got a very very solid outlook. For, I mean, if, if we can hang on, even if we slip a little bit, there's we've still got some wiggle room given the strength of the teams remaining on our schedule. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Pat McGee is going to be running some analytics and putting out his own <laughs> needs report. So uh, check in with uh, with Buzzardry and and see what he's talking about. But no, yeah, it's that- still very weird. Uh, it's it's just I'm, Tim. I don't know how you feel about it, but but for us that have been Southern Miss fans for pretty much our entire lives, uh, we always kind of feed off of the fact that we are overlooked, uh, disrespected. And now that we are like not any of those things and we're getting all the love <laughs> in the world, it's just it's I don't know how to I don't know how to act. I look at the I look at the standings and I'm like, oh, yeah, we are a top five team. Um, so it's, it's kind of it kind of worries me. I just don't I don't know what to do. It's like I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, <laughs> so so I mean, does that make any sense? Yeah, no, for sure. It's you know, and, and it's frustrating, right? It's like we want the postseason to be here now. You know, we're playing good ball and it's like right. we're ranked so high and. You know, we, uh, you know, I, it, as a as a fan, I guess we just got to enjoy where we're at, you know, embrace. Hey, you know, like I know around here, everyone is, is a Gator fan or, or an FSU fan or a Miami fan. So it's I guess Miami's ahead of us in a couple of polls. But um, I mean, there's no FAU fans down there or FIU. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't think there's that many, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, it's. It's you, you have a group of guys again who last year they saw how close they were to to getting to that super regional and and you know a super regional you're playing three games I don't care who you're playing you got a shot you know it's 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 every game feels like it's winner go home at that point and just getting to that point you know getting there I don't care you know this year I don't you know hopefully at this point it looks like hopefully we don't draw Tennessee I guess but oh, yeah. uh, right. But, you know, it's it just the game's the same, you know, no matter if 
there's nobody watching or if there's a million, you know, 50,000 people watching, it's the same game. You're swinging at the same strikes. You're feeling the same ground balls. You're feeling the same pop-ups. It's the game's the same. It's just not letting all this other stuff get for you. You know, it's hard not to, you know, you think at this point, you know, they keep winning. It's not crazy to think we could be a national seed, you know, and that, and then the road to Omaha goes to the peak. That's a pretty good situation you'd be looking at, but you can't as a player look at that because next thing you know, you, you get caught looking ahead and you lose two out of three UAB, which I know we did a couple times, at least once mm-hmm. going out sure. to, to Birmingham, which is a tough place to play, not a ton of atmosphere. So um, you, uh, you, you just got to play, you know, take it day by day, pitch by pitch and, and, you know, just try to win each and every pitch that you're out there. But as a fan, it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I, I brag to all of my coworkers and stuff, <laughs> letting them know. So it's it's nice it's nice being on this side. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, Shane, do you want to uh, bring us up to speed on some of the other sports that happened this week? Uh, yeah, uh, Tim, if you've got any laundry to do or uh, you need, <laughs> oh, need you to walk the dogs or something, uh, uh, this is the point of the show where I uh, kind of catch everybody up to speed on the other spring sports that are going on. Uh, things are starting to wrap up. Uh, Conference USA championships are going on in some sports. Uh, other ones are getting really close. So things are winding down, not as busy as it has been. Uh, we'll start off with softball. Lady Eagles dropped a tough series to UTSA on the road this week. Uh, Friday, the 22nd, fell three to five. There was a bright spot in that game, though. Uh, senior Tata Davis became Southern Miss's softball career hits leader on a two-run home, two home run in the seventh inning. It was her 206th career hit, and from here on out, every hit she gets increases that lead. So uh, we got Destiny Smith with a stolen base record, Tata Davis with a hits record uh, when Baker was on a little while back. And, and since we've, we've talked a lot about those two girls all all season, uh, just cornerstones of the program, huge senior leadership for this young team. So uh, also in that game, Scout Jennings also had a home run, uh, but the loss did bring the Lady Eagles four game win streak to a close. Uh, They bounced back in a crazy game on Saturday, the 23rd. They won 20 to 13. Yes, that score is correct. Uh, both double digits. The Lady Eagles trailed by seven in the top of the seventh. And remember, softball plays seven innings. So they were down by seven wow. with three outs to, to go. Scored eight in the frame to go up by one. UTSA came back, tied it with scoring one in the bottom half of the seventh. And then the Lady Eagles exploded again in the uh, eighth inning to score seven more runs and secure the win. Hannah Borden had two home runs, a two-run shot in the fifth and a three-run homer in the eighth. And Tata Davis hit a grand slam. Uh, that's where a chunk of those runs came from. Davis had five hit in the game, five hits in the game, and Hannah Borden had four. Uh, Paige Kilgore gets the win in the circle. Uh, unfortunately, the Lady Eagles could not take advantage and close out with their third straight Conference USA Series victory on Sunday, falling three to six. Uh, Natalie Hurdle got her first home run of her collegiate career, uh, but the Lady Eagles were not able to overcome a UTSA first inning grand slam that uh, ended up being more than the difference in the game. Next up for the softball team, Wednesday, the 27th at Mississippi State, and then a series against Western Kentucky in Hattiesburg, Friday the 29th through Sunday the 1st. That Friday game's at 6 o'clock, Saturday and Sunday at 1. 
Uh, track, uh, Fred Mudani was named Conference USA Male Athlete of the Week for his gold medal performance in the shot put at the War Eagle Invitational at Auburn last week. And then this past weekend, the track squad was at the Crimson Tide Invitational hanging out in Alabama again Friday the 22nd and Saturday the 23rd. Sandra Spot broke her own career school or her own career school record, her own school record. Tim, this is also the point in the show where I'm on my third glass of whiskey. Uh, so when <laughs> that's wrong with that. When, yeah. When we get to uh, Monday like, Night Football. Uh, Right. Yeah, tennis, tennis and beach volleyball. There's some interesting foreign students that uh, Jason really likes when I try to pronounce their names. It's half the fun of the, the <laughs> round. Not up. terrible. But uh, <laughs> uh, they got Jordan's, that nice facility. Might as well get let them hear it. Yeah, volleyball team. You got to spend those Brett Favre welfare dollars somewhere, I guess. Uh, did I say that out loud? We'll move on. Jordan <laughs> Spear finished third in the hammer throw. Uh, the women's four by 100 relay team of Trinity Flagler. Kenya Seals, Destiny Charles, and Trinity Benson took the silver with a time of 45.23 seconds. Markasha Myers took the bronze in the 100-meter 100 100 hurdles with a time of 13.65. Uh, Ashley Osaji placed third in the long jump with a jump of 19 feet 8 inches. Next up for the track team, the Maroon and White Invitational in Starkville, Mississippi, the 29th and the 30th. Uh, and that will be the last meet before the Conference USA Championships, May 12th through the 15th in San Antonio, Texas. Let me get a sip of said whiskey. Women's golf finished the Conference USA Tournament in seventh place out of 12 teams at the PGA National Resort in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Freshman Merche Carbaccio was the third Golden Eagle named to the Conference USA All-Team after finishing tied four-third overall. Uh, third ever Golden Eagle named to the Conference USA All-Tournament team. Men's golf is currently in action in the Conference USA Championships at the Texarkana Country Club in Texarkana, Arkansas. Uh, after the first round, the Golden Eagles sit in fourth place at two under par. Leader is FAU at seven under. Bryce Wilkerson is the low eagle with a, uh, shooting a two under score of 70 and he is tied for sixth. all but one eagle is currently in the top 25 ryan dupuy is tied for 12th at 71 fong papat retenayanon there's a good one for him uh is even par 72 tied for 17th and hunter adkins is tied for 25th at one over par 73 the women's tennis were a six seed in the Conference USA tournament, but fell to 11 seed Marshall four to two in the opening round. Sarah Medic Monique, Monique Burton won their doubles match, but the other two pairs fell to the herd, so we did not get the point. Monique Burton and Suhana Das won their singles matches in three sets to earn the two points for the Golden Eagles, but they fell four to two. Uh, the Golden Eagles on the ladies tennis squad have had seven consecutive winning seasons at this point, And this season finished a perfect eight and O at home. Sophomore Clara Tardivelle was 10 and O in her singles matches. So uh, some bright spots moving forward for the lady Eagles moving into next season. Uh, that said, Monique Burton and Ibru Zainab Yazgin wrapped up their senior seasons in the black and gold and finished up their careers. Uh, men's tennis was also in action in the Conference USA tournament up in Norfolk, Virginia. They fell zero to four to number 43 FAU in the first round. 
Pasui, Rian Suwong, and Drew Sinish were able to win their doubles match six to four. Uh, and that was about all the positive out of that. Uh, Drew Sunish was the lone senior on the squad, wrapping up his Golden Eagle career. Beach Volleyball was in their final regular season action. They ladies dropped a doubleheader at the White Sands Beach Volleyball Complex in Uptown New Orleans versus Tulane Saturday, falling one to four and zero to five. Uh, Breely Favre and Alexandra Chud. Alexandra Chudzik won the only point for the Eagles in the two games, winning 21-11, dropped their second match 17-21 to or set, and then wrapped it up with a 15-11 to win. Uh, the ladies will be the sixth seed in the Conference USA Beach Volleyball Championships and will face the three-seed Georgia State. That starts Thursday, the 28th, and runs through Saturday, the 30th, in Huntsville, Alabama, at the John Hunt Sand Volleyball Complex. Uh, not necessarily action from the week, but wrap this up with, uh, I don't think we've touched on this. Women's basketball did sign three transfers here recently. Uh, most recently, just within the last couple of days, Jacoria Bracey, a guard from Ole Miss, was actually the number one ranked recruit in Mississippi out of high school. Mississippi Gatorade Player of the Year and number 48 player overall. Uh, so she was a sophomore at Ole Miss last season, should have a couple of years of eligibility left in Hattiesburg. Uh, joining her, uh, guard Lonnie Cornfield from Northwestern Florida State Community College. She played two years there where they won the national championship in 2021. Uh, this season, she was a first-team panhandle all-conference selection, uh, pass first point guard, uh, also a sophomore this season, she should have a couple of uh, years of eligibility left. And last but not least, a candidate for the all-name team, Femi Funnies. Funny, F-U-N-E-U-S. Fun, fun, yeah, sure. Tim, you want to take a stab at that? I'll let you handle that one. I don't know. Okay, I, think cool. just, I think you just told me to F-U, though. Double F, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, she played her first three seasons at Seton Hall, a two-time member of the Big East All-Academic Team. Uh, actually had a season-ending injury one minute into the second game of the 2021 season. Uh, so it was a little sketchy trying to figure out her eligibility remaining. But uh, could be a junior, could be a sophomore. Then you throw COVID in there. Who the hell knows? Uh, <laughs> last positive news. Uh, center Kelsey Jones will actually be able to return because of COVID for her sixth and final year of eligibility. She currently sits at 935 career points, so she's poised to become the 30th Lady Eagle in history to score a 1,000 career points. Looking forward to having Kelsey Jones down there doing the dirty work down low on the basketball team again next year. And that's it. It, it was not 45 minutes of me droning on this week. Oh, you done already? Hmm. Yeah. You guys have any shout-outs this week? Jason, you got any shout-outs? A uh, couple shout-outs real quick. Uh, Aaron Hall, met him. Uh, he's from Oxford, Mississippi. He came down for the Rice Series. His family lives here. I think he's going to be moving here soon. Use my wife. She's a... Um, Does he smell like Oxford? What does that mean? Use your what? wife. Oh, oh goodness. For, this is a family show, realtor. Jason. I know. Did, did you not hear the realtor part? No. Completely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's it. Anyway. Uh, he's a cool dude, and uh, he wants to buy a house. So I know a lady. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, Bake, Russell, and Castleman. Uh, hooked us up with a shout-out on ESPN Plus every day. And um, shout-out to Timmy Lynch, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. I had a blast.
Appreciate do it you. again sometime. Absolutely. See you guys. I'll, I'll be up for the UTSA series. That's graduation weekend. So Perfect. hopefully we can get together and, and, and enjoy a couple of cocktails out there in the roost. Absolutely. Todd Maddox, we'll make him. We'll make him have some as well. <laughs> I'm, I, I didn't know where you're going with that. I never really. Todd Todd Maddox will be the driver. I'm like, no, it's uh, no. Yeah. No, Maddoxes are great. Uh, my yeah. parents actually are always at Mr. Rick's. Uh, they they hang out there right. in Bruce. Well, my dad does. My mom does her back and forth between the uh, yeah. the stands and the roofs. But yeah, they're awesome people. Great people. Sure. Always a treat to have Mr. Rick on the show. Back in my days in Hattiesburg, when I was lucky enough to have a roost spot for a while, I got to hang out with him a good bit. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's good hanging out with Todd. Um, well, yeah, no, they're they're a lot of fun. Awesome. <laughs> awesome Todd's awesome a good dude. Time. Love him to death. He's he's yeah. he's a good dude. That's that's a good crew out there in that area too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I miss being out there. Hopefully, hopefully should get him for that Wednesday Ole Miss game if our flight is. Uh, on time that sometimes is a uh these days with how the air, airports are going that's who knows but yeah we will be up there sure looking forward to it man shane do you have any shout outs um I'm, I'm gonna throw one last veiled shout out at the mysterious duck butter uh that that mystery will be solved soon uh, but uh duck butter hope all is well tonight sir looking forward to your reveal I want to give a shout out to the crew at the Fourth Street Sports Show at WUSM. Charlie, Charles, Austin, Kobe had me on to talk about the glory days. Always fun to do that. Had a great time with those cool. guys in studio. Uh, then Jim Thompson uh, ran into Jim Thompson last night in the blender. Backed up, ran into him again. Had a great time. Uh, <laughs> good to see. Good to see Jim and the misses. Um, Jason, there did, is a. Did you just say you ran into Jim Thompson on Grinder? I did. On, it was on Grinder. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's where I expect Jim Thompson to be hanging out. Actually, that shiny head of his, uh, just beautiful. Jason, we we have the to the top talk tournament coming up. Do you want to touch on anything with that? Yeah. So yeah, we we do. The tournament's coming up this weekend. We'll play it Friday and Saturday. Uh, Eddie and Lucy from the golf team, the coaches, Eddie and Lucy, uh, they have agreed to have players come out and hit some shots for us. Um, we will be crowning a champion on, champion on Saturday. We'll be auctioning off a some Sutter Miss memorabilia. Coach Hall um, had the Superbacks all sign a football. He signed it himself. Uh, Rambo signed this thing. And you know how he signed it? R-A-M, capital R-A-M, capital B-O, Rambo. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, it was cool. Coach Hall, he's the best. He's just the absolute best. Um, he made that happen. He came out and hung out with us in the roost a little bit this weekend. Um, so, yeah, running a champion again uh, and donating some money to, to, to the golf team. Um, uh, the guys that played against sports are, did our shirts for us. Um, I think they look good. Jamie, did you pick them up yet? I haven't. I will. I'll get on it. I think they're going to look awesome. They usually do. Those guys are great. Huge set of Miss supporters. Go by, play against sports, buy stuff. And um, hmm. Does Jason Townsend still have played again? Yep. Man, top notch dude, top notch dude. Yep. Very good, Eagles, Golden Eagle yep. fan. Because after you get Danny out there on the uh, practice his golf game a little bit, he got to catch up to Big Brother. <laughs> Ooh, love it! Wow, you know what? That's one of those mic'd up golf things that I would like to that I would I would pay per view right there. I don't it need got, Phil we, we, and we Barkley. Over, I need the Lynches. We played over Christmas and it got 
it got pretty it got uh it got pretty heated it got pretty yeah. heated about uh who's better but uh I'll, I'll take that crown i think he after the last <laughs> performance by him so i was Shame. gonna say it may have to be pay-per-view for uh just content <laughs> and violence <laughs> yeah i don't i don't I don't know about the violence part. I, I don't have that much in me anymore. I don't know, man. I don't, I, don't, I, don't know can, but... I don't know if you can, you know, bat flip a pitching wedge. You can. <laughs> you can also you can also throw it as hard as you can too. So, Chase, awesome. do you want to bring in you? You want to share what you were sipping on tonight? Yeah, absolutely. I'll run through this real quick. I think I may have done this trio before, but uh, got into the Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series uh, every year. Well. They did one in 2019, one in 2022, and 2021 uh, release-wise, and I think they've got two planned for 2022. But Maker's Mark does some uh, some experimentation where they do different kinds of wood and different char levels, and they'll drop these barrel staves into a barrel of whiskey to finish it. Uh, so it really produces some, some neat uh, flavors depending on what kind of staves they use. So uh, when in chronological order there, I started off with the 2020 release. Uh, so that one is uh, kind of vanilla, a little baking spice. It's, it's a little creaminess to it. Really good whiskey. Then uh, going for the first 2021 release, uh, that one's kind of fruity and uh, a little bit tobacco and, and oak going on there. So uh, a little desserty. And then probably my favorite of the releases that I've had so far is the second release of 2021. And it's just got like a really creamy, good texture, mouthfeel, uh, really tasty whiskey, lots of oak, uh, really rich, deep flavors. So uh, you can never go wrong with Maker's Mark. Regular Maker's Mark is delicious. They've started putting out Maker's Mark 101, which packs that extra punch that us degenerates that drink all the time need uh, because regular Maker's Mark's a little weak. And when you look at people and you tell them that 90 proof whiskey is a little weak and they're like, oh, you got a problem. I get it. <laughs> um, so uh, bumping it up to 101. Uh, I'm a big Wild Turkey 101 fan. That's about the proof point that I want to drink stuff at, about 100. So I'm glad they put that out. And then they've also got cast strength. They've got some other fun things out there. But Maker's Mark's a weeded whiskey, so it's a little sweeter, a uh, little, little easier to drink. And it's always delicious over ice with some Coca-Cola Classic paired with baseball or football. Tim, it's once again a treat to have you on the show. Do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there? And I would just keep supporting, keep supporting. And when the streak does come to an end, it's so everything's okay. Team's still doing mm -hmm. good. I know, uh, you know, we'll have a, a someone have, we'll have something negative to say if they lose. So let's, uh, <laughs> you know, let's keep it as positive as you can. Team's rolling and support them as much as we can. The attendance has been great. And, and let's, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's keep this thing going. Hopefully we can make the road to Omaha go through Hattiesburg. Most definitely. Here, here. Well, I hope you guys What's, enjoyed it. Change. I was just going to say one last thing about, about this streak is that uh, the state and Ole Miss fans have just come out of the woodwork on Twitter, <laughs> just not happy that we're really good at baseball when they're having down years. And uh, the, the word of advice I have to Southern Miss fans is before you reply to these people, click on Billy Bob that says his location's <laughs> in the woods and has two followers. And is this toothless mouth breathing idiot, somebody you want to waste your time during the day with arguing, uh, just, just move on. They're obviously sad, little angry, misguided people. I don't think about those two schools, uh, almost ever unless we're playing them. I just, I, I don't give a rat's ass what they're up to. Uh, it's tough to think about them right now. 
not a whole, yeah. not a whole lot of publicity. Well, Tim, uh, everybody in my family besides me that went to college went to Mississippi State. Um, and Sorry to so, hear that. Uh, that's all right. Uh, Swayze Bozeman, linebacker on the team's a, a cousin of mine. So he is doing more than I ever could, uh, to, to turn a lot of those diehard maroon folks into, into black and gold eagle supporters. So, Name uh, yeah. Well, uh, again, I've tried for years. They all looked at me like I was stupid and Swayze comes to play football and they're all in Hattiesburg and still instead of Starkville. I love it. Um, so good stuff. But yeah, um, I just, I wanted to, to throw out there that, you know, these, these idiots that are coming out of the woodwork. Uh, it is fun to fight with people on Twitter occasionally, but uh, don't don't let these people get you too worked up. They don't have anything going on. We're doing well. Focus on the Golden Eagles. Uh, hey, hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama. USC or Notre Dame You have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi puts you all shame I was born here in Hattiesburg Never ventured far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Puts you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State Or LSU You play a good Game of football But Southern Mississippi Is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell 
Call today at 601-408-9980.